When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi villains and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast. I think this must be my what my four thousand podcast today. <laughs> um, it feels like it, and do you know what? I haven't even got one of them right today. Today has just been an unmitigated disaster. And to make things worse, I just took the TV remote out in my pocket with me, so somebody's going to be looking for that in a moment. Um, but yeah, seems to be a bit of confusion about match of the day. Are you guys saying that you guys are watching match of the day or have watched it right now? The reason I ask is because. It isn't on until 10 to, 10 to 11 here in, in Ireland in the land of the leprechauns. So I was a bit um, bit surprised to see that some of you guys said that you were actually watching it, stuff, watching it at the moment. Um, so if anybody is watching Match of the Day at this moment in time, spoiler alert, Villa drew one all with West Ham United today. It's a big spoiler. I know we've probably ruined the whole thing. Um, but no, we said we'd do a little bit of a... I suppose, look, he said we take the mickey of a paddy because, um, you know, they, we're, we're living in in in, uh, in times at the moment whereby BBC are moving on the fly at the moment and why we're going to stay absolutely, well, we're, we mightn't stay absolutely, but why we will stay political and it is about the football here as well. Um, you know, we said we'd jump on for the crack and do our own little bit of... Um, a little bit of punditry for the game um, in the absence of match of the day or the absence on... Um, uh, and the absence of of uh, a punditry team, should I say? But some of the guys are saying here that it's been on already in the UK. Look, God, I don't know what the hell. BBC, <laughs> so you so, so you're trying to tell me that BBC Northern Ireland is showing match of the day at a different time to BBC 
UK. Mainland yeah. Britain. Britain. Strange one. But look, we're living in strange times. Um, BBC Northern Ireland are showing the, an Irish movie that's up for an Academy Award at the moment, and that, that finishes very shortly. So that's where we're at. We'll just have to wait for another few minutes. Strange yeah. that everybody else has seen it, though, really is. That is bonkers. That's yet another That's another thing that we could discuss about here. That uh, Anyway, I suppose there's no point in getting into the nuts and butt into the weeds on it at all. But, um, yeah, like even when I look down here on my my system here, I can see that it's 10.50. Yeah. Anyway, we won't fall out over it. Everybody knows what the scoreline was. So, uh <laughs> I think Paddy more so really another reason we wanted to do it was just so that we could um so we could get your views on it. You know, I've been I've I've done my piece on it. I was on with Dan Bardell as well earlier on. And uh I've kind of said all I need to say about the game today. Uh, I feel one all was a fair enough result based on the, the quality of play. Yes, their goal from uh the penalty, I don't think it was a penalty. Uh I've seen him given, um, you know, but I think you know, if I was referee, I wouldn't have given either penalty. And um, the reason I wanted a penalty for us was because they got their penalty and just little things like that. So it was an annoying game from that point of view, whereby the big talking points didn't actually actually correlate towards the actual result, I thought, for me or towards what I felt the result should have been. I would have been as equally as happy coming out of a one, with a one-all draw. Um, the way that we played today and the way that they played today, I thought it was a fair enough result, albeit that it was a missed chance. Absolutely. Um, my opinion on it is we should have won the game. We we were... It was a strange, strange performance by both teams. I thought, I thought it was a, an av- very average Premier League game. Mm-hmm. Um, consider, considering the dire mire that they're in, they never even really went for it at any stage. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a strange time... Uh, I think from the 70th to the 80th minute, we had 83% possession. Yeah. For that 10 minutes, absolutely nuts. So, uh, yeah, it's a strange game. I agree with you on the penalties. I don't think either of them were penalties. But I do have a problem with the coverage of the Villa one that we saw two rather mediocre from a distance replays um, from what I could see. And they were more interested in seeing what Declan Rice was doing, shouting into his face. So that was yeah. weird as well from from Declan Rice, you know, the, mm. the the roaring into someone's face. And I know he, I know Bundia wasn't terribly injured, but like, yeah, yeah, it's just it was a thing and nothing. Like you know, I thought that yeah. that was an overreaction. It actually showed me that he was worried about the penalty being given. Um, of course he was. Yeah. Um, like they got a soft penalty. If yeah, they did. I, 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 we never seem to get those soft ones. We never seem to get them, and I was, I was fuming when when it was given. I could see why it was given, but I was fuming because, uh, if that had gone to VAR, they would have never given it. But because the referee had given it, they, uh, they didn't intervene. They just said, "Yeah, there's contact. Yeah, no obvious error there." So we'll, we'll give the penalty. So very annoying from that point of view that we, we, uh. That we lost the lead, and ultimately, like I, I, I'd say it's two points dropped as opposed to one point gained because they were there for the taking, and we just couldn't see it through. Unfortunately, absolutely, I agree. I agree. There were, um, there was, 
How will I put this? Like they, we we did an awful lot of huff and puff, but I thought we went there to control the game, and I thought that we had more of a game plan than West Ham. Did. Well, sorry, no, that's unfair because West Ham's game plan was to overutilize Said Benrama and get him into the game and to and to attack us down that side with. Uh, potentially a Leon Bailey over on that side. Now that John McGuim is have to be moved into the in in into the centre midfield, and they did do that. They cut inside off Matty Cash, and they 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 you know Ben Rama had a couple of shots wayward. I might add, but still had a couple of shots all the same. Um, the 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 harshest part I think for me was that you know, and and, and I don't want to kind of. Look, we went out, we did the team sheet tantrum beforehand, Paddy, and we spoke about Leon Bailey, and we were saying, the method to the madness here is that we're going to have somebody who's going to break from deep. And actually, Paddy, are you watching Are you watching BBC there so that you can... Cause I want, it hasn't, I, I, yeah, it hasn't, hasn't come, come on yet. yet. <laughs> yeah, because I want you to be able to watch it and then talk about it as it's coming on, as, as it's on. Um, so yeah. that would be great. And we're obviously <clears> not going to be able to show it here on the screen for any of you guys expecting us to pop it up on the screen because YouTube are already having my guts for garters after today because uh, the two podcasts or the two shows that we had uh, with the technical gremlins just happened to pop in the one time I was swearing in the, at the very start of the show. So I've already got my, uh, I've already <laughs> got my wrist slapped twice. Would you believe by YouTube today? So it's been a fantastic day for me already. Um, so, uh, being my best behavior and all for the next few months, because, uh, those things people must, people must yeah. be arriving late. They're still saying they watch Match of the Day 2. Match of the Day 2 has not shown on BBC Northern yeah. Ireland yet. So we, we're still waiting. It's not over. It's, it's, hasn't it's insane. What they yeah. seem to have done is they seem to, like, yeah, so they, it's it's on at a different time even in Northern Ireland now, or BBC Northern Ireland. Because over here mm. in, in, in Ireland, regardless of whether we are, whether we're north or south, we get BBC Northern Ireland. And it's crazy that they, they're sharing it at two different times. But look, it is what it is because we originally yeah. had it down for 10 20 10 20 yeah and then next thing we were like um paddy messaged me and he goes oh it's on a 10 50 here and sky and the sky planner i goes i better change it sure so it'll be 14 minutes but uh, if you blink you'd miss it tonight anyway um i think yeah. that's the case as well uh, uh thanks very much ian really appreciate that cheers really ian. Appreciate it, ian thank you very much good win for yeah the, i actually didn't get to watch the rugby game I've had, um, I didn't get to watch the rugby game today. I was on daddy duty. I was watching the, the Villa game. There was a bit of daddy duty. Uh, there's a bit of illness now. So, um, and then I, I've got to go in and I'm going to watch it. Now, I'm off for two weeks, would you believe? Paddy, I was only telling Paddy this. I'm off for two weeks and I only remembered it today. So I've nothing planned and it's going to be absolutely fantastic because I'm going to have nothing to do. Great. <laughs> By the way, it has actually started. There was no hullabaloo. It was straight into uh, straight in, straight into the Arsenal uh, Fulham game. So it has started. Arsenal Fulham. Uh, do you know what? Actually, let's talk. Let's let's do a little bit of a. We'll get on to Villa, obviously. But as the games are going on, let's have a little bit of a a, a talk through them. Like Fulham, obviously, being the surprise package this season, I think it's fair to say a lot of people are saying Newcastle have had, would be the you know the darlings for their start. Beginning to stutter a small bit, but Fulham have been like people were talking about Brighton being darlings. Fulham have been very very consistent this season, and they're playing well. Albeit they got a bit of a trouncing today from from Arsenal. I must say, and this is what I'm getting at: Leandro Trossard has been a superb signing for Arsenal. I know they. They pointed up a, a, a decent amount to get him, 
But my God, yeah. was he? He was he was unplayable today in the bits that I saw. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. I didn't. The only thing I watched today was was Villa and and the Ireland rugby game. So this is uh, sorry, I watched Newcastle the end of Newcastle and Wolves as well. Um, but uh, yeah, just watching the goals going in here, Fulham definitely a surprise package. Um, that's what that that's what annoyed me the most that we dropped two points today with Fulham and Brentford not picking up any or gaining any severe ground. So I, I'd like to see us finish a, ahead of both of them. I think I think it'd be a nice way to finish the season. I know there's not that much left, and the chances of it happening are probably not going to happen at this stage. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know how the rest of the season's going to go. I'm a, I'm a little bit flat after today. It was just one of those games. It's just a nothing game. Nothing really happened in it, and. Yeah, I I I, t- I hoped with the the messing that went down with Declan Rice that it was going to get a bit uh, feisty and meaty, because uh, I think we would have come out the better of it then with the football as opposed to the fight. So, anyway, that's my little tuppen's worth about it. Um, that geez, that stand still isn't finished in Craven Cottage. What are they yeah. doing? <laughs> I was I, I I'm I'm watching it here, but it's I'd say it's a good bit behind you. But yeah, that stand is still not finished. <laughs> like and they, and they aren't they aren't exactly packing people in there in there either. Like so, I wonder what the I wonder how how they're suffering from a financial point of view with regards to that. It's been it seems like it's been going on. Yeah, for well, ages. I think they have the bottom tier open, so it's probably at the capacity it was at beforehand. It's just I just find it very strange that it took so long to uh to to do it because I think they started that before the first lockdown. It seems it that long ago anyway. Yeah. I suppose re- I suppose really as well it would have got delayed for that for those purposes as well. But like Fulham Fulham is it it's like you've got their their, their manager Marco Silva, like it's now his first bite at the Premier League. Obviously he's been there with Watford, he's there with Everton before and he was kinda he kinda left Everton they kind of just got rid of him, you know. They didn't give him any chance, and it goes back to, I suppose, what uh, Kieran Maguire was saying to me on the on the Price of Football podcast I did with him previously. And he talked about how poorly Everton were being run, and he alluded to all these snap decisions that have been made by Farid Mashiri. And 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 like this guy must be thinking to himself, as if you give me backing, I can work with work with teams. And you know, fair play to him; he's done done great work there. And Fulham have brought in the likes of Polina. And uh, he's getting a tune out of the likes of Willian, Dekadover Reed, you know. So he's uh, mm. he's um, he's able to manage Marco Silva, and and, and he's proving yeah. it with Fulham today at the moment. Sorry, um, I must add that there was something else I watched today. I had I had two iPads going, and the and the rugby on the telly, and on the second iPad was the women's game against West Ham, which was. Boring enough game like ours, but they they came out with the three points and that was the most important thing. And they're on a they're on a great run. They're on a really great run. So uh like they're very close to European football. We might get Euro- European football yet. I love it at this comment about Fulham. It's all the Michael Jackson money spent. <laughs> remember they put remember that <laughs> He has a statue there. Oh Alfayed put a statue of him outside the outside the ground. <laughs> Forgot all about that. That is good. That is good. No, I must admit. I must admit that is good. My eyes are actually killing me. I've done so many podcasts today looking at the TV. So if I'm looking a small little bit, a small little bit drunk or something, I haven't even had any drink today. So uh, I do apologize. Um, I, I have I had a couple, just a couple. <laughs> and he said, "Help me sleep." Medicinal. That's yeah, yeah, that's 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 what you can tell the guard. Um, 
we're on to Newcastle and uh, Wolves now. So. I didn't see any of that at all. But what I did hear was that uh, was that Wang came on in the 69th minute and scored his 70th career goal in the 70th minute. He was only on like for a matter of seconds, and he pinged one in yeah. the back of the net. Yeah. Um, Wolves are becoming a bit uh, harder to beat now. You know, Lapetegui. Yeah. Forget Lapetegui's over them. Cracking manager, like you know, in his own right, brilliant, brilliant, get brilliant manager, another good manager, and and. Newcastle are faltering. I think it's fair to say that Newcastle aren't finding it as easy as they were at the start of the season, obviously, you now. And uh be interesting to see how Eddie Howe arrests the slump, you know. Mm. It's a very strange decision, I thought, in that game as well. Um there was a guy from Newcastle going through on goal and he was literally wrestled to the ground and he only gave a yellow card. He was last man and he gave a yellow card. I I've honestly no idea what they're at at this stage. <laughs> I'm absolutely baffled. But uh, yeah, that 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 was the only strange thing that really happened in that game that I could see. Anyway, it's uh, yeah, and it it did finish one one, didn't it? Uh, it finished two one. Did it? Two, two one, one Newcastle. Newcastle. Oh well, then take back what I said about Eddie Howe and arresting the slide because uh, it seems like he did it today against West Wolverhampton. And also take back what I said about Lapetegui making Wolverhampton uh, harder to beat because hey, they were beaten today. So see, you come here for this kind of cutting edge. <laughs> Um, analysis, but I didn't see the game, so you know, it, it the only thing I did hear was that Huang came on and, and pinged in into the back yeah. of the net in a matter of seconds. I, 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 I always saw the slide, not, not, not so much slide, it's probably a bad choice of words that there was going to be a slump in that Newcastle team because, like ourselves, they're a little bit light when, when, when they get a few injuries, so that you know, when, when they start to rack up and people start getting tired, then, then you're going to drop points, you know, but they. They went. They've gone through a bad run of results. There was a few draws in there, I know, but um, they're still hanging on to a European place, and I'm sure they will qualify for Europe. I don't think they'll mm. get Champions League, but they will qualify for Europe. I think so too. Yeah, and actually, now that I see that Miggy Almiron scored, I I did know that he did score as well. So yeah, yeah. I should I should remember that. One thing I do, I have a bone to pick with uh, Lapetegui. I have a bone to pick with him, and he's absolutely horrendous misuse of Nathan Collins. And I'll take it up with him personally, because uh, this is no, this is neither the format or the forum to air my grievance with Lapetegui, and uh, and his absolute mayhem that he's creating with regards to my feelings towards Nathan Collins and he not playing him. So like if he if he wants to give it to Nathan Collins, we gladly take him off his hands. Well, he brought Nathan Collins on today, and and they conceded straight after. So <laughs> yeah, he brought him on from Moutinho. He played him like a, a defensive midfielder. It's that's I just read that there. I read that on Twitter. No. See, I didn't see we are on to Villa and West Ham. On to Villa and West Ham. Paddy, take it away. Yes, and we've straight into the Moreno coming down the wing and a great ball in for Ollie Watkins, who absolutely fucked up the header, but it went in anyway. <laughs> I, knew you, I knew you'd say that if I had if there was odds given, I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> that is no way what he was trying to do there. <laughs> he nearly headed it down and over the bar. I know it's look, it's a great goal, but great great credit to the ball, the cross that came in. So uh yeah. Um and we're on to the penalty incident now. Grey header off the line by Jacob Ramsey, I think it was. And it was, it was Ollie Watkins. Little, was it Ollie Watkins? It's very yeah. little in that penalty. Very, very little in that penalty. It was extremely poor. I thought it was a poor decision in, in real time. 
I thought it was even poorer afterwards when I saw what VAR did. But uh, yeah, it just it just goes down way too easy, way too easy for me. And word to Ben Rama, he absolutely buried that penalty. Uh, he he does homework done because there's, there's no way uh, Emmy Martinez is jumping that height for for a penalty kick anyway. <laughs> John Steele was talking. You were after you were drinking pints earlier, and John Steele says it's only bud, so you're grand. <laughs> Rockshore, John. Rockshore, I'm drinking. <laughs> yeah, so then we're on to Ollie Watkins. Call it a bad miss. Great ball into Jacob Ramsey from Moreno again. Moreno was excellent today, I thought, yeah. attacking me. Ball across the, the, the box, and Ollie Watkins just toe pokes us straight into the goalkeeper's arms. There was a later one which which is, is going to come up as well. Actually, they didn't they didn't show it. No, and Ollie Watkins one where he gets into the box and rather than hitting a first time, he tries to go round the player. I thought if he'd have hit a first time, we'd have scored. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, I thought I thought Ariola made himself very big for that chance, and I don't think that Watkins had more had much more time to do much more than what he could. But look, some days they squirt under the goalkeeper, they go in, but. Uh, um. Yeah, yeah. I thought well, that he, that it was one of those ones I thought he would have have uh, have scored. Uh, yeah, and they, they had a few chances. Martin has tipped one over the bar. It's probably yeah. gone over the bar anyway. Ben Rama. Um, yeah. Ben Rama shot. Yeah, he always plays well against us, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Um, he did find him. He did nearly. He did nearly saw him for us, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Bertie saw a lot of the ball when he came on, didn't do a whole pile with it, but got got into the game. He was a lot more involved in the game than uh, than um, Bailey was, I thought. Mm. We're on to the incident now with... Uh, look, it's very hard to see from that angle what happened with the Buendia one. Like, regardless, there was contact. What, whatever happened is, is a boy-to-boy, but... I thought Declan Rice's reaction was disgraceful to be down screaming in someone's face. Get over yourself, man. Mm. You're after getting the fucking dodgiest penalty of the day and you're screaming into someone's face saying that he's diving. He didn't scream into his own fella's face while he was diving, yeah, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Anyway, so that's it. That's that's the, the the length of the highlights that came around. So it's a joke. But that's... Yeah. that's so they didn't show. Did they show John? Like, cause it's one thing I didn't. I didn't discuss with Dan. Nor did I go through much of it. I think in the podcast afterwards. But on one of the replays, I saw towards the end. I think it was like the 89th minute or so. Ball comes into the box, and John Charan gets a gets a get. Now it came at him more sudden. Came to him, and yeah. he gets his leg out to it, and he shins it. And I think if he gets if if it if it hits like six foot six inches lower on his on his leg, I think it buries in the top of the in the top of the net. But uh, yeah. just it would have been great to see him. I thought he was lively. He had two shots. One of them was blocked, and and he looked like he looked like somebody who was annoyed at himself that he didn't get that one on target. But uh, uh, he's an interesting player. Look, I, I I think we might be at a risk of building him up too much slightly, but I'm all for it. I'm not going yeah. to stop doing it because yeah, he, he when he comes on, he's got a different, uh, he's got a childish attitude uh, to playing football, and I mean that that I mean that is a good thing. He's not a robotic player in it by any, any means, uh, any means, um, you know, and he's uh, yeah, I'd be I 
I'm actually looking forward to seeing does he get more minutes over the coming maybe game or two that we have. I, I, I'm I'm nearly erring on the side of Bubakar Kamara isn't then that we nearly start him against Bournemouth. Start who? Duran. Duran. Start Duran. But yeah, possibly. Um, they obviously didn't think it was a good enough chance to be shown on match of the day, but yeah, <laughs> he, he did well to get on the end of it. Um, I'm just after seeing Casemiro sending off big, big kudos to, to the referee because these have been going on for the last few games and nobody's given them. But he grew a pair of paws today and sent sent the sent a Man United player off at nil all, which I've great respect for. And in fairness, like a lot of people are saying, he wins the ball and then he goes over the ball afterwards. He shouldn't be um, that high in the air. He shouldn't be that high. Why would you kick the top of the ball anyway? Yeah, crazy exactly. challenge. And uh, look, he got sent off. He was missing for a game. He came back. He got sent off again, and and he got five yellow cards. I think previous to that, so. Look, Casemiro has been fantastic for Manchester United. Don't uh, d- don't mistake what we're saying here for, for for that. But I think Paddy, it's only fair to say that if a player deserves to be sent off, he deserves to be sent off, regardless of whether he was sent 100%. off three games previous. You know, 100%. if you deserve to be sent off, you deserve to be sent off. Like I see, see some people there having a sweepstake. So he is having a sweepstake there between Romero, Christian Romero, and, and Casemiro. <laughs> see who gets the most red cards. Um, I think I read somewhere that Christian Romero has the most bookings and red cards. Um, across the across the whole lot of the season of anybody in the world, I think, or something like that. Really? I'm open to conversation on that. It's something. It's something wild. Maybe anybody in Europe, but it's it's something. It's something wild like that. Yeah, yeah. That goes for international cup games, uh, league games, and stuff like that. I read. I read it during the week on Twitter, so it must be 100 true because it was on Twitter. Um, <laughs> there's my disclaimer on that one. But I think, look, I uh, it's isn't it funny, Paddy? Imagine if Villa were in Spurs' position, i.e. being fifth in the table. Is that where they are at the moment? Fifth in the table? Um, Spurs are fourth. Spurs are fourth in the table, albeit Newcastle have two games in hand and Liverpool have a game in hand. But Spurs are fourth in the table with 48 points, two points behind Manchester United. And it's such a doom and gloom. It's like, oh, Conte needs to go. Oh, oh, I think it's time to sell Harry Kane. And you're looking at him and you're going, lads, Count your blessings. Yeah. Count your blessings because you're very easily a club that could be tur- could turn around in three or four years' time and go, remember when we were third or fourth in the table? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There you go. I'd, I'd love to be fourth in the table and to be given out that we weren't, that we weren't doing well enough. <laughs> 
Well, I, I, I don't know what they expect. They're not. They're, they, they don't. They don't spend like the other greedy six tend to take Arsenal out of it. They don't. They don't spend that much either. But at 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 the rate that Man City, Man United, to a certain extent, Liverpool spend their money and Chelsea fucking madness like you need to be keeping up with them in order to 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 get to the top but they're not going to get to the top but if they if they I I think it will be an incredible achievement if Conte gets them a Champions League spot this year yeah I think so too and I think they're going to be pipped by Liverpool I think possibly possibly. I think Liverpool are going to pip both Newcastle and Spurs and get in there and I I think of all of the teams that you mentioned like Liverpool have you know, I think their their spending has been has been spread out over a period of time. Yes, they've spent on Nunes and Gakpo recently, or or whatever. Um, but yeah, I I don't think I would have them in the next tier down to the likes of United, City, Chelsea, because they're just on a completely different wavelength uh, mm-hmm. altogether with regards to their spending, and it's and it's yeah. it's it's kind of haphazard. Well, Chelsea's is proving is proving so far in the short term to be haphazard. Um, like there was articles being written this morning about Mudrick, or whatever, however you pronounce his name, but the fact that he came on and at least he wasn't awful. Like there, that was that was essentially a massive article I read this morning. I read it and I got down to the very end of it and I went, they, they, they literally have said he hasn't done much in the game, but at least he's showing an improvement on his previous games when he did he did less than nothing in his people. I, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out. I looked at it and I went, this guy's been paid to write this article. It's like if somebody has told him to write a positive Chelsea article. Like it was madness. I, I couldn't figure it. But anyway, that's beside the point. That is yeah. beside the point. Um, but it, the, the table has gone, obviously it's very congested at the bottom. Then you have a gap to us. Yeah. But like we, we sit, what's it, uh, three points behind Brentford and four behind Fulham. Yeah, so those two extra points today would have been magic to get. Four behind four. Brighton. Yeah, we would have been four yeah. behind Brighton. I'll be at Brighton. Brighton and Fulham on the same amount uh, are both on thirty nine points. Um, yeah, so so that bunch is is very tight, and you know you throw a couple of wins together, and all of a sudden you're in the mix. So it's yeah, it's, frust- it's frustrating from that point of view. I know, I know, and I hate this phase. People are saying we're not ready for Europe. If, yeah, if, we, if we if we got into the Europa League, we would be fucking ready for Europe because the mon- the money that brings w- would encourage us to go and spend and have additional backup that we can we can play nearly a second team against I don't know Ferenc Farras or whoever it is we we go up yeah. against in the Europa League. So there's no such thing as not being ready for Europe. <laughs> if we can get into Europe, that brings money, that brings people to the club, it keeps people at the club. You know, it, it could be the difference in us keeping or losing Emmy Martinez. Simple as yeah. that. I so, think it was I think it was Kelly's that said it best, Paddy, when she said, My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. And uh that's exactly would be the exact same thing if we got to Europe, you know. That mm-hmm. the 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 playing in Europe would get us the we would look we would look imminently more attractive to people, is essentially what I'm saying. Sure. Yeah, hundred percent. 
100%. I think we're actually going to be an attractive proposition regardless in, in that like obviously we will be attractive if you were to look at it in tiers we're probably going to be third tier attractive in Europe uh, uh, with regards to like second tier attractive would be teams that are are in Europe but maybe uh, don't have the same amount of money that we have to spend and then you've got your top tier teams which we're not anywhere near at this moment in time and we can't spend like them you know so um but I would say that we would be attractive to younger players that are looking to come because of the aura of our t- of our manager I genuinely believe like we talked about the, the, the pull of Steven Gerrard the pull of this guy is uh, uh, and the fact that we will show that we've been able to string games along and string runs together and be difficult to beat players like structure so players are going to want to play for somebody that knows what they're talking about you know um, and yeah. that's one of the reasons why the Tim Sherwoods of this world are still not in jobs you know Um yeah, <laughs> our analogy for what you meant by milkshake was quite different to playing in Europe. It's it's analogous. It still is analogous to what I'm talking about. It was about the attraction factor to the to to playing in Europe. Uh, I think, Mike. But um, yeah, and plus, it's it's quarter past eleven, and I'm up since like quarter past five this morning. Uh, so my mind is I, I've, I've got two weeks off I know I've got and I'm going to do you know what I'm going to power through now and I'm going to watch the Oscars as well because Ireland are going to win the Oscars uh, tonight that's what's going to happen um, <laughs> because every second person that's up for an award and I think there's no I better not say that because I don't know whether she's up for an award or not but there's somebody from from uh, my small parish of Granaban and Gary at home in Limerick. Uh, there's somebody over that's over at the Oscars. I think she was involved in one of the films. I'm not quite sure, but uh, yeah. Um, if you're uh, if you're ever in our parish, you're only ever like four feet away from somebody unbelievably famous. I think that's that's what we say around where I come from. Um, <laughs> What else is I going to say there, Paddy? Uh, uh, any other games on today? Did we miss it? Because we just completely rambled off from, from match of the day there for a while. No, that was uh, it. We did, we did, it was four games. Was it was four games, yeah, yeah. Yeah, four games. There was a question in there, Paddy, and let's talk about it since we're doing a whole um, a whole kind of uh, league thing here. Uh, very roundabout stuff. Mike Richards asks, who do you think will go down? That is... A six million dollar question because you have got Southampton at the bottom and Crystal Palace, and there's still only six points between them. And Five. Crystal Palace, there's nine teams that could go down. The only team in the bottom half of the table that I don't see any danger of going down is ourselves. It literally could be anybody, and the way the way it's going, like Bournemouth getting out of the bottom three yesterday and then going back into it today, it's just mad. It's mad the way the results are going. I don't think there's ever been as much congestion in the in the in the bottom half of, the, of, of that at this point of the year to say that nine teams could potentially go down is absolutely bonkers. And if you look at the, t- the there's a form guide here. I've got actually got a pause on the screen here for match of the day. There's a form guide here, but there's a load of uh, the last five games. There's a load of W's for for mm. people in the bottom half. Like so, they're all beating each other and moving up a little bit. But you said today, and I was thinking about it afterwards, you said 34 points would probably be enough to keep you up. It actually probably won't. You know, it could be it could be up to the 40 points again this year if 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 those guys start going on a run. There's, like, there's nobody really could adrift, and they're all picking up points off each other as, as, the, as the second half of the season has gone on. So, But I think with regard to 
um, what's there, I, I would go, my three would be Bournemouth, Leeds and Southampton. As it stands now is what is is what I'd say is who's going to go down in no particular order. I worry for Leicester. And the reason I worry for Leicester is Leicester have Aston Villa syndrome in the fact that they can't draw games that they like they either lose or they win. So they've drawn three games already this season. All right, this season, but they're on a horrendous run. Like they've they've lost quite a lot of games recently. Of course they yeah. go and they beat us four two. I think that was the last time they've won, if I'm not mistaken. I think it is. Um, mm. but I worry for them. I still worry for Forest. Forest have shipped a lot of goals. Like their goal difference is a point against them, essentially where they are. Yeah. Like only it's the worst, Bournemouth. It's, it's the joint worst. I think only Bournemouth has the same amount of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Goals yeah. again. The minus twenty six goals like after twenty six yeah. games. That's nuts. That's nuts. Everton are finding a small bit of form, uh, albeit you know that they've uh, they've got Sean Dyche and they're going to be difficult to beat. All right. Um, I think West Ham pull away out of it. I think Leeds stay up. I don't, and I'm going to be really honest. I, I, I don't know where Leeds are going to get their goals from. I've no idea where their goals are going to come from. But I think, and 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 I personally don't really like their two. There's, there's, I don't like Liam Cooper at centre half for them, and I don't know who else is any good to go in there at centre half for them. They can be consistent. Once again, a lot of other teams looking from the outside in at Aston Villa will say, I don't like Tyro Mings, and I don't know how pile about Ezra Kanza. Their two centre-halves must be shocking. And I fully admit to potentially being in the same bracket as that, and I'm sure a Leeds fan would probably come on and say, no, Robin Cock has been very good in there, and X, Y, and Z has been really good. And that this guy, Wober, the Max Wober guy that they brought in, I've seen him once or twice, he looks, he looks pretty, pretty okay. But Leeds are going to need to score goals. Pat Bamford isn't doing it. Uh, Rodrigo is out of the team or is injured I think at the moment and the Jorginho Rutter um uh, is is somebody that they've spent big money on in, in, in January and and you know need to see the return on him as well. Um there are some really exciting players there for Leeds but um I think they pull out of it and I think my bottom three to go down. I'm actually going to say Leicester, Bournemouth and Southampton and I think Leicester yeah. would be a huge fall from grace. Oh, absolutely. For them to, to go down. Yeah. But it it wouldn't be uh it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a huge surprise to me um I, I, Leeds going down I, I I don't think they're getting out of that my my brother in law was at the match yesterday and he's just he's just giving up hope um he's a Leeds fan but look it could it could it could be any it could be Crystal Palace and Wolves in the mire at the end of it you just don't know. Like that, reali- realistically, two more wins for us, and we're way out of it. Darren makes a good point as well. Everton have a really difficult run of games coming up. They actually have a really difficult run of games mm. coming up. Yeah, you're right. But like, but it Dice could turn around and get out of those eight or nine games. Dice could get twelve points. You know, you just don't know what he's going to, what his team yeah. is going to do. But I think I, I think Everton will be fine. I, I think I think with what they have, and and the, and the tactical nous of Dice in there, I I think they're going to be okay. Now. Yeah. It could be. I could be wrong. It's it's a it's a mad mad league this year. But that that's my opinion on it for sure. Mm. Um, I'm I'm just glad that we're eight points clear of Crystal Palace. <laughs> Me too. Absolutely, I think so too. Uh, Paddy Supermark, I'll give you a minute or two on this one and uh, keep it PC. Oh, my lady is after waking up there. Can she find her suitor? She can. I think she's found. Oh, 
it's there beside her. Will she find? If she doesn't find it, you'll hear her on the podcast. Super Mark is asking. I read. I read somewhere that Jared is up for the tra- Trabs Ansper job in ninety seconds or less with, with oh. little to no profanity. There, there will be no profanity. The only thing I will say about him getting getting the trans Trabs Ansper job is it's not far away enough from Aston Villa. <laughs> they play the same colours, Paddy. They play in the same colours. Well, look. Good luck to him, whatever he decides to do. I, I, I'm gone over the bitterness of, of Steven Gerrard and just, I'll be thankful for him for giving us Bubakar Kamara and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent. Everybody, we're going to leave it at that as well. Um, sorry the times didn't work out and that the BBC decided not only to shorten <laughs> match of the day, but to have it on at a different time in another part of, uh, well, it's BBC Northern Ireland, so that's why I can say another part of the UK, because that's where it's beamed from down here. Um, and we're, we were, what, 15 minutes late? So we do apologise about that. But hopefully uh, Paddy's murmurings kept you sane through this time. Um, anyway, so as I said, I'm off to watch Ireland win all of the Oscars. Um, that's what we're, the Oscars like the World Cup now, isn't it? It's it's a country wins it, and uh, <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever I say, exactly. <laughs> but it's all right, Paddy, because when we wake up in the morning, Paul Mescal would probably be Brit- would probably be, be referred to as be British anyway. So it doesn't oh, matter. <laughs> the always is anyway. But uh, I know we can't be. We, we and good luck, to... good luck to Villa fan Brendan Gleeson tonight. I hope that's he brings exactly one home for the Villa. Villa, Villa. Villa could win the Oscars too. That's what I was finishing with. Yeah, Brendan Gleeson, exactly an Aston Villa fan, and uh, he gave a stunning performance in the bench. He's a finisher, and if you haven't seen it, go watch it because it's actually a good film. But if you're if you've got a um, if you don't have a penchant for uh, for a bit of gore, then don't watch it because uh, <laughs> no spoilers. Yeah, it's only a little bit. It's only a little bit, and it's um, on Amazon Prime, so everyone can. Oh, Disney Plus, sorry. So if you have a Disney, Disney Plus subscription, you can see it. Yeah, you can see it. Right, that's enough promotion for Disney Plus for some strange reason today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much, everybody, for watching. Um, I'm going to take a little break, to, a couple of days break from podcasting and uh, try and enjoy this time off that I have. But we'll be back later on in the week, obviously, Bournemouth on the horizon, back with a pre-match show and then back with uh, with Team Sheet Tantrums, post-matches and all that kind of stuff. Thanks a million for jumping in. Hope you enjoyed it. Have be safe. Have a great rest of your Sunday. I hope you're all actually just going to bed if you're based around here because it's way too late to be up to do most other things. Um, <laughs> so get to bed and get yourself safe and uh, we'll talk to you during the week. And in the meantime, up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.